Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. Today, I'm bringing on Jasmine Tyranny, and this was an absolute pleasure. She's a Columbia University graduate, personal life expert. In private practice for over a decade, she's the creator of Life Therapy, a synergistic combination of psychotherapy, coaching, mindfulness, and meditation. She's a recognized industry leader. She's also a published author, public speaker, world traveler, and most importantly, a mother. Now, I got to tell you, this is one of the most, I don't even know how to explain it, one of the most warmest interviews I've had. Jasmine was so engaging. She told incredible stories of how she started out in what she does now as a personal life expert. And there's so many takes takeaways from this to help you find a deeper meaning, I think, to find more value in your life. And that's pretty much what the show is about. Jasmine has so many ideas on the things that we can do and the reasons why we can and need to find more value in our lives instead of pushing our feelings to the side and not really addressing what's going on in our lives. I have an interesting story about my athletic career and how we find things that come up externally on our body when we don't address the things internally as well. So I'm going to share those stories with you. And Jasmine has many more ways to get you going in the right direction if you're looking for more feeling in your life. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. We have, you heard all about Jasmine in the introduction. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Jasmine. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's our pleasure. Super excited that we got this, we got hooked up. We got this interview mm-hmm. set up and uh, we got a chance to talk with both of our audiences here. So again, I do appreciate that. Jasmine, before we get into it, I want to give you a chance to resonate with our audience a bit and give them a chance to get to know you before we get into the show. So can you let us know who you are, what you do, and how you got to what you are, where you are now? Essentially, I am a mother. But I'm also a traditionally trained psychotherapist. I went to Columbia University. I've got a few master's degrees. But what I really do is I integrate psychotherapy with life coaching. So it's kind of east and west. Psychotherapy and life coaching, because I'm certified in neurolinguistic programming, the same type of coaching as, as Tony Robbins. And I also integrate Eastern philosophies and practices like mindfulness and meditation. So I call it life therapy and I have a virtual private practice where I essentially help professionals be successful in their personal lives too. So what does that really mean is that I help people feel better. So everyone's dealing with stress and anxiety and challenged sleeping and body image and confidence and self-doubt, kind of all these feelings that go on within us. Within us, I help people 
feel better and learn how to actually deal with themselves from the inside out and also have better relationships. So get on the same page with your partner, find the love of your life, be more patient with your kids, have more intimacy and your connections with your with your people, your family and friends and loved ones. And before you started that, what were you doing? Well, I started that right after grad school. So in 2007 um, is when I graduated. So before that, you know, I was in college. I was doing a lot of volunteer work. I actually started this organization in college, a global awareness organization, where we took students around the world to do service projects and to give back and to learn about global awareness and what's really going on in the world. And I had a, this was really like the foundation of what got me into this is that I met this woman in this village. They called it the village of cardboard houses because all the houses were made out of cardboard. There was one faucet for the whole village and we brought doctors and we brought toothbrushes and kind of all these things for the locals. And um, I essentially ended up meeting this woman who didn't come to see the doctors like her kid. I was playing with her kid and he said his mom was sick. So I went to her house made out of cardboard boxes and um, she had basal cell skin cancer that had eaten away at her face um, as if like a bomb had exploded in her face. Like you could see all of the inner flesh from inside her, her face, like all of her teeth through her cheek, the whole thing. It was really the most painful and almost terrifying experience. And I sat with this woman on her bed made out of cardboard and she told me that when it hurts, she sings. And then she sang to me and she told me about all the beauties of life and her blessings and all these like crazy things, you know, of, of kind of her her gratitudes. And, um, and I was there crying and, you know, connecting with this stranger and um, decided that I really wanted to help her. So I got all these kids motivated and we found doctors and passports and tickets. And we did like this whole project and got this woman, everything donated to come to the country, to the United States to get surgery and to get her, her face fixed. And they took surgeries out of her skin, out of her legs and put it in her face and the whole thing. And um, I talked to her every day when she came here. Like she was a stranger. I met her once. We did all these things to help her and then she was here and I was in New York and she was in Chicago and I talked to her every day on the phone and one of the things that I found most powerful was that whenever like we would start the conversation she would start at you know however she was suffering or whatever she was going through but just by witnessing her she would end up singing by the end of the conversation and I witnessed kind of her own psychological shift and transformation and how she could pull herself out of all of her pain and find that peace and that joy and that depth of connectedness and so it made me realize that that was what I wanted to be doing with my life. So now when you work now when you work with different clients or individuals I'd imagine people wouldn't be starting majority of them wouldn't be starting out at that level what types of people come to you when they're like I need some help how can you what can you do for me? Well so I work mostly with high level professionals um, people who are super kind of results oriented, action oriented, get things done, career driven, focused, kind of logic and mind oriented. Um, because as a recovering perfectionist myself, <laughs> I get I get the necessity that the mind has to kind of have goals and vote and need direction and, and know what it is that it's doing. Um, but also, I grew up in a home where I grew up meditating every night as a kid. My mom was a meditator. So I grew up in this super holistic, really kind of soulful, spiritual, heart-based environment. And that's kind of my upbringing and the core of who I am. So what's really nice is that when I work with these kind of type A, overachiever, successful, goal-oriented people, I have the constructs and I, I've gotten the education. I've been successful. I know what it takes to do all these things, but I also have learned how to bring in all these kind of deeper 
softer concepts in through that path. So if someone's a perfectionist type A, they all they want to do is create action and results. Right, because there's often a lot of anxiety. There's self-doubt. There's struggling relationships, either finding one or having one, right? Is getting along with your spouse, getting on the same page with your spouse, being patient with your kids. If you think about what goes on inside of you as being the blueprint for your life circumstances, the work stuff is often the easier part than the the relationship stuff, because that's the heart stuff. And that's a little gr- more gray and a little fuzzier and not as logic oriented. And for those who may be more logic oriented, it's it's a harder place to navigate and, and the feelings and what goes on inside of you. And what do I do with these feelings? And how come I feel this way? And I don't know. I don't know how to feel this way. And why do they feel this way? It's a lot of just, we all have all these feelings. And that's really the core of existence is we feel these things, but we haven't really been taught the skills of how to deal with them. And so that's really what I'm here to do is to teach you how to deal with your feelings and how to deal with other people's feelings. So when someone comes to you and they've got all these feelings, not really sure what to do with them, there's got to be a starting point. How do you start with them? I mean, I'd imagine conversation helps a lot, but you start with them and you decide what direction you need to go. What does that look like for you? Well, so I see all my clients virtually. So everyone's over over Zoom or Skype or phone. And, you know, our first session is generally getting to know you where you're you're unpacking everything, what you're going through now and kind of where it came from. And so everyone's into coaching this, these days versus therapy, right? So it's all about being co- coaching. So I have to say that I think that they both have really important value. But the idea is that who you are and how you feel and what you're going through right now is largely affected by your upbringing. And it's like if you think of yourself as being a computer, right, is that you're born, you're kind of this this unprogrammed computer. And then you had all these circumstances and situations in life that got programmed inside of you. And now these programs are running and either your parents program them or your circumstances or your situations or you had to learn how to deal with yourself. And so in our sessions, we try to figure out where, what is your programming and where did it come from and how to reprogram yourself. So we got to dig deep and go back and find. Yeah. I mean, a lot, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Depends. You know, there are coaching strategies that don't require any of the deeper digging. And sometimes we go that direction because I have all these tools in my toolbox. It really depends on what we need. But a lot of times people want to change things, but they don't actually do it like over and over. They keep quote unquote, trying and trying. And it's because they haven't dealt with the deeper resistance or whatever that underlying stuff is that's going on inside of them that keeps them from actually making the changes. What about actions? Like to me, I might be a type A results driven individual, (laughs) (laughs) but for, for me, it seems like a lot of times people talk about doing things or they want to do things, but their actions don't show that. Like they say, I want to live a healthier lifestyle, but then you see them at a fast food restaurant yeah. or I want to be successful and they've never read one successful book. Right. Um, how do you work with those types of individuals or how do you get them to the next level? So that's a great question. So something that I find to be really interesting is that our habits are really based in our values. There's two twofold is that we have specific habits and it's based in our values and it's not our values that we think that we have like, Oh, I value whatever. It's not what you're, you think that you value. It's actually what you truly value. If you look at what you actually do in your life, it's based in your 
your deepest value. So for example, if you say like, I'm a meditator, like, do you meditate every day? Because if you have, if you value meditation, you think you do, but you're not actually doing it. You don't actually, it's not like deep in your value system as you think it is. So it's a matter of going deeper into figuring out, well, what are your true values and how do you get those aligned with what it is that you want to achieve? Because somewhere there's a, there's a piece missing. And oftentimes the habits that we stay in are either logic based or emotionally based. Like if someone's a smoker, for example, they might have an emotional reason for why they smoke, but then the desire to change it is a logical reason. And so it's very important that if you want to change something that you figure out why you're doing it in the first place. And then you need to get, if it's an emotional reason that you're in it, then you need an emotional reason to change it. If it's a logical reason you're in it, then it needs to be a logical reason to change it because you're not going to change it unless, for example, I'll give you an example of my life. I wrote a book and it was super soulful, right? It's, It's all based in like my heart. But then the idea of selling the book is very logic driven, right? And it's, it's, I find it much more challenging to, to sell the book than to write the book. And so what I realized I had to do was I had to shift gears and figure out how to make selling the book a soul emotionally driven process so that, so that I could find the same motivation to do it. And how did you do that? A lot of deep work and a lot of uncovering and figuring out like that. Have you, I mean, the, the details of it is that I wrote this book because I grew up in this extraordinary home and had this beautiful, powerful, deeply loving upbringing, of, like nothing that I've ever heard of. And my friends used to call my house Willy Wonka's factory. I mean, it was just like this over gushing of depth and love and consciousness and connectedness and like awesomeness because my mom was dedicated to living from love and being that kind of to being that soul on, on this planet. And then one day she was coming to meet me for lunch and she didn't show up. And that was it. She had gotten a car accident and she was gone. And this love and this home and this person, I mean, my dad was in the picture too, but she was like the leader of all of this. She was like the core of my life. All of a sudden she was gone. And then, you know, I had the most tragic year of my life and this loss and all these things happened just three years ago. And then a year later on the anniversary of her death, my daughter was born on the actual day. Then this book started to kind of pour through me. And I realized that I wanted to be an extraordinary mom like my mom was for my kids. And I really wanted to kind of hone in on what are these nuggets of of parenting that made her, who was she and how did she do it so well? And, um, and so this book started coming through me. And then I realized that it's not just for me and that the reason that she's gone is so that I would find the courage to share and that she's not here so that so that I would be able to help other families be able to that that this love that I got that I didn't earn or deserve is the same kind of love that all kids deserve and somehow parents as much as we love our kids we get caught up in so many other things and we don't know how to come back and leave that love and so my job is to to make the family unit and the home life more peaceful and more loving and more connected. So through that experience or that connection, you realize that this this book, this message needs to be shared and that it's okay to put Sell in, it. To put yeah. in the efforts. <laughs> right, right. It's like me saying, oh, well, it's not about money and all these things. No, it needs to be about getting this book into the into the homes of, of everybody and every parent and every mother and every family because it's that profound and it's that good and it's that necessary. It's like having the cure to cancer and nobody tells anybody about it. This is my this is my responsibility to make sure she is gone so that this book gets into every home. And so I had to realign not it's not just sell, about selling a book. It's about, you know, humanity, quite frankly. 
Uh, it was one of the most challenging things for me when I started in the entrepreneur world to designing products and starting a business that it was so eye-opening to know that like you could have the best product in the world, but if you have no connection there, no ability, <laughs> or no understanding of how to get people to use them or benefit from it, then yeah. it was the point of having it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I've come to the same conclusion myself. So it's for the more artist type, like the people who like to create the content and like to do do the sharing and the work and all that stuff, The this that's a whole nother brain like the selling and the marketing and the PR and all these things is a very different animal you know so it's a matter of being able to switch hats so tell me about this home that I want to live in <laughs> that you grew up in I, I'd love to hear about it and like I said it, it when you walked into my house oh like the the mailbox was shaped like a big pink heart every post on the door walking up to my house was a different pastel color every cabinet in the kitchen was a different pastel color there were wall hangings of ice cream and hearts and illuminated signs of love and hot pink leather couches. <laughs> and I mean, and for some reason it was normal. Like it didn't seem weird. And as I talk about it, it seems crazy. <laughs> Your mom was on crack. <laughs> but it was really warm and it was always full and people were always there. And I got you know, the, the more that I know people, the more that I've, you know, I've been to over 60 countries. I've been in private practice for over a decade. I have a ton of friends and family. Like I've never come across a person who parented with and created a home that was so love-based and, and not just like he happy, like ice cream love, but really deep, open, accepting, grounded, connected. When I say love, it's unconditional acceptance. It's, it's a real, awareness i think part of the the how the the strength and and the intensity of my mom was that because she was she was a highly spiritual person she meditated for like two hours a day and mortality was really was really part of our awareness of life and so you know from since i was 10 years old i was getting books about life and death and afterlife and all these things reincarnation since i was a kid and the idea was that the more you're aware of this and the more comfortable you are that, you know, nothing's guaranteed, that every moment we have is a gift, the better you are at living more fully and the better you are at enjoying every moment and the better you are at celebrating little things and connecting and, and knowing what really matters most. Sometimes a show once a week or even twice a week just isn't enough. So if you want more content, if you want to know more about what we're doing at True Form Life, you can find us on Facebook. We're on there posting at least twice a day in the morning and the evening. That's at facebook.com slash trueformlife. We're on Instagram. That's kind of my favorite platform. I like to post my food pictures and some of the activities that I do, maybe hiking or whatever that may be. And that's just at Drew Tadia on Instagram and then Twitter as well. That's at trueformlife. So we're we're highly active. We'd love to connect with you. So find us on your social media platform and let us know how you're enjoying our show. Have you read the book, Many Lives, Many Masters? That was a book that I got at 10 years old. Really? Yeah. Crazy. I always think of that. Like for I read it a number of years ago, but that always comes up to me in my brain for some reason. But it was so... Yeah. Profound. I got goosebumps. That, it changed my... I mean, to raise a kid on that book, right, is essentially giving you comfort with existence and understanding understanding why we're here what we're doing and what's 
what you need to be doing with yourself, which is essentially connecting and loving and accepting and growing, you know? There's another one that when you were mentioning your the village of cardboard houses, that I'm just reading this book called The Soul of Money. I lend oh, this. I read that one too. Read that one? Yeah, that's an amazing yeah. book. I just yeah. got through it and I was like, well, and you know, like when you pick up a finance book, for example, I was looking for like investing or saving, spending, and it was like completely um, what, what I was not expecting, but it was exactly what I needed. Exactly. Well, and I think I actually took a course recently on about money. And one of the things that I find really interesting is just this idea of your own inner blueprint and your relationship to money. And, you know, we have all these feelings about it inherently and the way that we see people who have extreme wealth and what, how we see that. And, you know, well, if they're rich, they must be superficial. So therefore we like create all these blocks for how not to have more and how to not create abundance, you know, having abundance in love and in relationships is one thing, but having financial abundance is a different, is a different animal, you know? And so how to energetically align in all of those ways so that it's a flow so that it, it, you see it as energy and then it comes in and comes out and you're not greedy and you're not holding and you're, you're gracious and you're giving, but you're also open to receiving. What, where was that? You said the village of cardboard houses. Where was that? Uh, Nicaragua. So when it comes to those that you're working with and those of you that, those, those that come to see you to find a, I suppose, more value in their life or I don't know, I feel like more, you could offer more grounding atmosphere to be like, these are things are much more important than all the things that, like your to-do list probably, you know, like. Not more important, but at least equally important. I don't want to poo-poo the doers, right? There's doing and there's being, you know, and we often end up being human doers instead of human beings. And I don't want to disregard the doing. I mean, doing is awesome. You get shit done. It's amazing. And there's a feeling of satisfaction that comes and things are accomplished. And I mean, if you look around the world, like it's all based on people doing things, right? So of the things that get accomplished. However, there's an emptiness that can come from only doing and that there's a less focus on being. So it's a matter of that yin and the yang, right? It's like, how do you find, find that sweet spot where you can feel, feel the way that, or not, I don't want to say feel the way you want to feel. It's not a matter of controlling your feelings, but it's knowing how to, how to be with yourself and be with other people and experience your presence in your life in, in a deeper, more pro- profound way while you're getting lots of shit done. And so what's the biggest challenge with those types of people that might have those, with those challenges, what's their biggest obstacle that you might be able to help them work through? I think that people don't value feelings, right? Is that there's a lot of focus on logic and nope, gotta go. Yeah. Gotta focus. Yeah, You know, there's a lot of like, gotta get up and do it anyway, get up and do it anyway. And and like I said, there is value in that, but I think there's kind of like a pendulum that, that there are some people who only feel, right? Like, or if somebody is depressed, for example, they're like so stuck in their feelings and in order to get out of it, there needs to just be some action. Nope. Even though, even though you feel that way, you still got to get up. You still got to do this. And then you start to kind of pull yourself out of your feelings. Whereas people who are more action oriented, I kind of do the opposite where I'm like, no, let's just cry. <laughs> let's just feel, let's just, whatever it is that you're feeling is okay. And we're not running away from it. We're not avoiding it. We're not, we're not disregarding it. We're not trying to fix it. We're not trying to change it. We're just trying to get to know it, create space for it and allow and accept the full experience of humanity. 
because when we're busy avoiding it or self, I mean, look at self-medication or distraction. It's like everyone's staring at their phone. Everyone's either overeating or overdrinking or overdoing something. And it's all distracting and avoiding feelings, right? So when you have the skills to actually deal with what it is that you're feeling, then you don't need to use all of those mechanisms to not feel because it's okay to feel. And so we're, it seems like we're afraid of our feelings. Like we don't want to feel like we don't want to have that like everything's technology now. We don't want to have that human touch. Why is that? Because we're vulnerable? Yeah. And because it's uncomfortable. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We always want the quick fix. And we want to just, I mean, and that's what the coaching thing is too. It's like, nope, fix me. Oh, got to get out of it. Oh, got to go. You know? And, and like I said, there's nothing, it's not good, bad, left, right. It's just a matter of saying, you know, this quick fix world that we live in where we're always looking for the next high doesn't serve our souls. You know, and the more that we're avoiding what's really going on, it's like water. You know, you you can put blocks, but it's going to find its way out. It's going to seep through in a, another way. If you have feelings inside of you that you're not dealing with, it's going to come out in your physical form. It's going to come out in your behaviors. It's going to come out in some way. So the more that you're avoiding it or self-medicating or distracting from it, the less of a service you're doing for yourself. you got to get to the source of why it is that all of your, your life circumstances are the way they are. I like how you said it comes out in like comes out in physical form because like we I feel like every type of issue that comes up on our body is like every issue like I could I'll tell you an example like when I was playing uh, professional sports later on in my career I was more aware of of things that were going on and it was almost like clockwork I could see someone that was going through issues that with family like when we were older, they would have issues with wives or, or kids or management. And mm-hmm. I would watch for those individuals to get injured. And, and it doesn't sound very positive, but I was no, like... You, you would know it's coming because yeah. that it manifests, right? If you're not yeah. dealing with it, it shows up. Yeah, and it happened every single time. It was like that person has issues with so and so. I was like, I wonder what's gonna what's gonna come up physically. And there they go, like they just blew a hamstring or they hurt their shoulder. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it happened again! Yeah, I know, it's magic, <laughs> <laughs> right? And then people wonder why why all these circumstances are happening and what's. And I mean, so many people also focus these days on the food, like what you eat, but this is also about how you eat, like conscious eating, being aware of, of the experience of eating, not just the quality. I'm all about the quality of the food and all these things, but it's not just about how you eat. It's not about just what you eat. It's how you eat. Like, do you eat not distracted? Do you feel the taste, the food on your taste buds? Do you listen to when your stomach is full? Do you stop eating when you're full? Do you enjoy every bite? You know, these experiences of really being in touch with yourself help ground everything so that your body is healthier and if your body is healthier because food is just another one of those distractions or those self-medication things that people use all the time and so when you're when you're when you're not dealing with your feelings and you use food to self-medicate then your body is not is feels worse then you feel worse and it's kind of this downward spiral it's like a vicious cycle again it is is. no you gotta get to the root cause of it you do i mean you can put band-aids on things as long as you want but essentially it all it all comes back around if you're not healing at the core. Jasmine, we do have to wrap things up here. So I'd like to give you a chance to talk with our audience again here. Please let us know um, more details about your website. You mentioned your book. Anything else you'd like to tell us about? 
Uh, sure. Yeah. Buy my book. If you don't, if you're not a parent, it's not just for mommies, but it is for parents. And if you're not a parent, all the parents, you know, all the baby showers you're going to, everybody should be reading it. So I'm going to shamelessly promote it because I do believe that everybody should be reading it. What's it called? Um, it's called Extraordinary Mommy, a loving guide to mastering life's most important job. And if you want to, I ha- on my website, I have some free guided meditations for both parents and children, um, like a bedtime meditation if you want for your kid's bedtime or it's a, a parenting patience meditation. There was there's some free guided meditations if you want to get on my newsletter. I have, you know, weekly thoughts of the week to come out and I have lots of tips and videos and all these things on my website and social media and Instagram and all that stuff. I'm on it. So follow me. And if you're ready to have a session with me, virtual session via Skype or Zoom, uh, look me up from jasminetarani.com. J-A-M-I-N-T-E-R-R-A-N-Y.com. <laughs> Wonderful. We'll link all those in the show notes as well so people can easily click and find you. Uh, that was an absolute pleasure, Jasmine. Thank you so much. We so much appreciate you coming on and sharing your time with us. Thank you so much. It was lovely. I appreciate it. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for sticking around till the end. I hope you got something out of that interview. I absolutely love that interview with Jasmine. I feel like there is so much value in looking deeper into what's going on in our lives and not just paying attention to the external. She mentioned how we're pushing our feelings aside. We're looking at, she talked about mindful eating at the end, so hiding our feelings through food. We all know what emotional eating is like. Looking at our cell phones, for example, or staring at a computer, or maybe burying ourselves in work and not addressing those internal feelings that sooner or later are going to show up externally on our life. It could be physically, it could be mentally, it's definitely going to be emotionally. So we need to start paying attention to the emotions that are going on in our lives and start push and stop pushing them to the side. I want to mention here that we have more details going on at exploringmindandbody.com. So if you ever miss a show, you can always go and find past shows there. We also have a free app you can download on any Apple device. So you can download the show and take us with you wherever you go. And then we also have a free 10-day fitness challenge. If you're looking to get going in the right direction, we can definitely help you out. We send you a brand new workout each day for 10 days. No equipment required. Body weight workouts. 20 minutes or less. Efficiency is what we're all about. Get in, get out, get on with your day. That's going to be at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.